My name is Dulce Valencia and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music to the cast to the unforgettable plot twist, every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin, I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to another episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host and welcome to the podcast where we're currently rewatching one of the most toxic telenovelas of all time. That is right. I am talking about Lo que la vida me robó. Today we're going to be covering episodes 45 to 60 and y'all so, 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 so much happens. So many things that I can't wait to get started. But first, I just, I want to update y'all on a little personal news. So as y'all know, or may know, I don't know, uh, I am currently, a film that I'm a part of is currently making its way through the Sundance Film Festival. And I also recently moved to LA to pursue full-time my creative career and my dreams and aspirations of being a working actor and writer. And I've been documenting my journey so far. I've been here for over a month and it's been a roller coaster of ups and downs. But I've been documenting my journey on a YouTube channel that I'm using. Um, it's going to be linked in the show notes. So if y'all want to go watch my videos, support me by subscribing. I would really, really appreciate it. But that's a little bit on me. It's been so much fun, honestly. Last night, I had my first screening of the film, and it was so wonderful. It was my first time seeing it on the big screen. It was a wonderful experience. And tonight, I have another screening, so I'm trying to record this before leaving so that I can make sure it's edited and uploaded by tomorrow night, or by tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm excited. And yeah, if you want to follow my journey and keep up to date or keep up with uh, Dulce, JK, that's not what it's called. If you want to keep updated with my journey, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Dulce Valencia, which will be linked in the show notes. But now, without further ado, let's get started on what you all came here to do, which was listen to the drama. And let me tell you all, the drama is juicy. And last we left off, the biggest thing that could have happened had happened, and Alejandro found out that his capataz was not Antonio Olivares, but in fact was Jose Luis Alvarez, his mortal enemy. So he kicks out Montserrat, who's pregnant with his child and wants nothing to do with her. So that's where we leave off, with Montserrat arriving to her home and lying to her dad and being like, you know, dad, like I'm just, you know, Alejandro is super busy and I have to go to my doctor's appointments here. So I'm just going to spend a few days here. And her dad is suspicious, but buys it for the moment. Meanwhile, Alejandro is trying to get rid of any presence of Montserrat. So he does the most toxic thing he could do. And if y'all remember last episode, he kicked out Maria out of the hacienda for good. Well, this episode, he goes crawling right back to her, finds her in Aguazul, brings her back to the hacienda, and is like, you are now my new woman. Which, come on, that's just so toxic. It's, it's, it's so disgusting. And of course, Maria is like, mm, I'm, the, I'm the new woman. Alejandro is my hombre. He's my man. So these two toxic people are together now, although Alejandro doesn't love her and like refuses to sleep with her. But they're together, essentially, and she has the role of his wife. Meanwhile, poor Montserrat is in Aguazul, being a single mother, going through her pregnancy basically alone. And... 
Alejandro doesn't stop there. No, 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 no. He decides that he's going to go on his honeymoon all over Europe after all, and he's going to go with none other than Maria. Disgusting. So he tells Maria, you know what? Pack your bags. Actually, don't pack them. Pack light. I will buy you anything you want. We're going around the world. And Maria is like, well, how long? And Alejandro is like, however long it takes. And so, yeah. Meanwhile, everyone's trying to get Alejandro to realize that he's being a complete asshole and doing the completely wrong thing. And they're all trying to get him to realize that, you know, he has shun out his pregnant wife and that she is carrying his child and that someday he will come to regret this. But Alejandro is like, no, he's not listening to any reason because he believes so strongly and firmly that Montserrat's child is not his. Before he and Maria leave to Aguasul, though, there's a lot of moments where Maria and Montserrat run into each other, where Montserrat tries to make amends with Alejandro by writing him a letter explaining everything. This is after Alejandro completely humiliated her, called her the most horrible of things, and Montserrat is still trying to go back to him, and she's still willing to apologize and, and, and do anything possible. She's, she's literally willing to beg on her knees for him. But Alejandro is not having it. He's not listening. And also, Maria is being a little conniving person. And she is making sure that Alejandro never receives the messages, never receives the calls. At one point, there seems to be a chance for them to reconcile when Dimitrio actually goes to Alejandro and explains everything and is like, my sister is in love with you. Her child is yours. I know this. Just talk to her. And Alejandro actually agrees and tells him to tell Montserrat to come meet him and they can talk. So Dimitrio does, but when Montserrat goes, Maria sees her and is like, oh, you're here for Alejandro? Let me go get him. She pretends to go get him and then comes back and is like, he told me to tell you that if you're here because you just want a last name for your son, that the last name you should choose is Alvarez because that's who his real father is. And so Montserrat is pissed and she's like, no, he just called me here to humiliate me again. Let's go. So she leaves. And so they're unable to reconcile throughout this time. So Alejandro eventually does leave and travels around the world and we get a time jump. And all of a sudden, it's been over six months. And before we did the time jump, Montserrat was already two months pregnant. So she is in full pregnancy bloom. She is ready to have her child at any moment. She's been having to do this pregnancy all by herself. It is really sad. Oh my god, I cannot believe I almost forgot to mention something super major that happens. So before Alejandro leaves the country, Montserrat's father, Lauro, finds out the real reason why Montserrat left and is at home, but Montserrat isn't able to bring herself to tell him that, you know, her ex-lover, Jose Luis, was living at the Hacienda and everything. So she tells a lie and is like, we just had a misunderstanding. He thinks I cheated on him because he caught me talking to someone. And of course, her dad is like, um, that's a dumb reason. So he goes to the Hacienda to confront Alejandro and be like, you need to be a better person. And I can't believe you just kicked my daughter out while she's pregnant with your child. So he goes to confront Alejandro. 
fucking Maria is there and Maria starts yelling at him and being like, you know what, your daughter is a whore basically. She did the exact same thing your wife did. And Lauro is like, what do you mean? And then Maria just spills everything. She tells him how Montserrat was allegedly cheating on Alejandro with Jose Luis, that her child is not Alejandro's. And the big, big sucker punch that Graciela has been cheating on him for their entire marriage. And poor Lauro is unable to take these news. He has a heart attack and he dies in front of Alejandro in Alejandro's home. So Alejandro has to take the body to Montserrat's home, tells him everything that happened, doesn't tell them that it was technically Maria's fault, so he takes the blame, which honestly, it was his fault too, because he did not stop Maria. Like, he needed to just get her out of there. I would say slap, but I'm not condoning violence here, but he needed to basically just have her leave. But he didn't, and so he was complacent in Lauro's death. And so this completely destroys Montserrat. She cries, she calls Alejandro an asesino, a killer, and now she wants nothing to do with Alejandro. Which is why, when a few days later, when they almost reconcile, it's so important that Montserrat is willing to overlook literally everything. Him being complicit and her father, the person she loved most, in his death. Like, that shows how much Montserrat is willing to forgive just to be back with Alejandro. But Alejandro has changed. Everyone notices. All his employees are like, he doesn't smile. He's no longer kind. He has changed, and it's for the worst. So yeah, that little tiny thing I almost forgot to say. It's not a tiny thing, obviously. Rest in peace, Lauro. Great character. Probably the only honorable character we had in this telenovela. But he's gone. So, R.I.P. Lauro, and now back to where we were. So, time has passed. Montserrat is fully pregnant, about to have this kid at any moment. And let me tell y'all, Angelique Boyer is glowing. This woman looks so beautiful. And of course, I know that she's not pregnant in real life and it's just a baby bump. But the way that they styled her, her character, and just, they totally gave her the pregnancy glow. She looks beautiful. And everyone, of course, is noticing. And in this time jump, we find that Dimitrio is now finally marrying Josefina. Because if y'all remember, they made a deal that because he fake married her, he was going to marry her for realsies for one year. And that was their deal. And so they're about to get married. But y'all, this is not the only wedding happening on the very same day. Because, moving a few miles away, Jose Luis and Angelica are also getting married. Now, you all may be wondering, what? I thought Jose Luis was a fugitive. He was. But remember last episode, his storyline ended with the Admirante coming into town and being like, oh my god, Jose Luis is here? So, his sister is able to convince him of Jose Luis's innocence, and he becomes a strong advocate for Jose Luis, he's able to go back to Aguazul, clear Jose Luis's name, and rightfully imprison Dimitrio for his crime of killing Bruno Gamboa. Of course, Dimitrio doesn't last in prison. He's able to get out because Graciela calls in a favor from Pedro Medina, and so Dimitrio is quickly let go. He absolutely suffers no consequences, 
But in turn, both Jose Luis and Refugio are able to be liberated and their names are cleared, which is amazing. It's great and it means that he is now able to marry Angelica. Angelica's father wants nothing to do with it. It is implied that he does a bunch of shady and illegal dealings and we've kind of been knowing because his relationship with Pedro Medina is very, very dirty. And so he's the only one that opposes the marriage. But Angelica's sister, her madrina, her mother, everyone is supportive of their marriage because they know that this will make her happy for the last few months that she has left to live. And Jose Luis is determined to make her happy. Like I've been saying, I low-key think that Jose Luis really does love her, but he doesn't realize it. But he is very mopey and very much still in love with Montserrat. But on the outside, he's doing everything to make sure that Angelica is happy. They even, you know, <laughs> have relations and consummate their marriage. It's, I'm going to say something that I've noticed in this telenovela. And it's, it's that it has a weird foot fetish. I'm not even kidding. Every single passionate, quote unquote, sex scene has had gratuitous shots at the feet and the characters kissing the feet. I don't know what it's about. I don't know. I have never noticed it in another telenovela. So this is a first for me. And it was just really, really, really funny. But anyway, Jose Luis and Angelica get married. And Josefina and Dimitrio also get married. Things are heating up. So after these marriage ceremonies, Alejandro finally makes his way back to the hacienda. El Padre Anselmo goes to see him, sees that Maria has now had a full-on transformation. She now dresses in very elegant clothes, although it's implied that she still can't walk in heels, which is super funny. And El Padre Anselmo tells Maria, you know, I would be careful. I knew he was going to come. And Maria's like, what do you mean? And El Padre Anselmo is like, well, his son is about to be born. Of course he's going to come back. And he tells Maria to basically not be too complacent because once Alejandro's son is born, Alejandro will realize the mistakes and he will kick her to the curb. Which he's not wrong. And although Maria is my least favorite character, I hate her and she's low-key psychotic, no one deserves to be treated as the second best and the second option. And I feel for her. But at the same time, her obsession, she's not letting herself see the facts of the case. And that's on her. And also she's horrible. So I'm not going to feel sympathy for her. So El Padre Anselmo tries to talk to Alejandro and get him to see the reality. But of course, he's not listening. And he wants nothing to do with Montserrat or her unborn child. And all he cares about is finding Jose Luis and going one-on-one -on -one with him. But before that can happen, a baby needs to be born. So there's this big concert. I don't know if I've mentioned it, but Nadia Pedro Medina's wife and Monse's best friend is apparently a very accomplished pianist. The thing is, she always plays and, oh, I think I think it's a Beethoven, I can't pronounce it, Beethoven song. I don't know which one it is, but it's one that's very dramatic and very foreboding and definitely like a vibe killer, I would say, in the ways that they've been playing it in this telenovela. But it's supposed to be this beautiful performance and everyone is supposed to be in love with the way Nadia plays a piano. And so there's this big concert that she's doing and all the characters are there 
Well, all the main ones from Aguasul, like Monse, Josefina, Nadia, of course, and even Angelica, who is very much befriending Montserrat. And again, Angelica really is my favorite character in this telenovela, the only one who deserves rights, really. And she's there. And while this concert is happening, Montserrat goes into labor. The thing Montserrat doesn't know is that Maria has come and she is lurking with a huge ass knife trying to kill her because Maria at this point has completely lost it and she wants the child to be dead. Luckily, she is stopped by Adolfo who stops her and is like, you're fucking crazy. Like, what are you doing? And he is able to take her away and be like, you need to be gone. And him and Victor are able to get Montserrat to the hospital. And it is there where Montserrat is about to give birth. Her tia Carlota is there. Rosario is there. Her mom is noticeably missing because she really doesn't care about Montserrat. All she cares about is trying to get the money out of Alejandro. And so she's not there. But she's very aware that Montserrat is going into labor because she intends to use this child to get every little cent she can from Alejandro. So Montserrat is in labor. And something I haven't mentioned is that during the time that Alejandro has been gone, Rosario has finally decided that she needs to come clean and tell Alejandro that she's his mother because she wants to help him reconcile with Montserrat and be there for his son. And so she tries. She tries sending a letter Maria, la toxica, intercepts everything, so she is unable to get the message to Alejandro. And when Montserrat is giving birth, the doctor is like, no one can be with her except her husband. But obviously, Montserrat does not have a supportive husband, so eventually Rosario is the one that goes there. And Rosario is in the room, she's helping, she's coaching Montserrat through childbirth. Montserrat has a moment of doubt and she's like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then Rosario is like, you can do this, I did this. And Montserrat is like, but you told me you were never a mother. And Rosario is like, You've known all along that's not true because this entire time Montserrat has been suspicious that Rosario is Alejandro's real mother, but Rosario will not confirm it. And so finally, Rosario is like, you can do it just like how I gave birth to Alejandro. You can give birth to my grandson. And so with her help, Montserrat has a motivation and she gives birth to a lovely little boy whom she decides to name Lauro in honor of her father. And so, Montserrat is a mother. News gets to Alejandro. And Alejandro is a complete chaotic mess. He again wants no interest in this child. El Padre Anselmo gets a letter from Rosario 10 days later and is like, Alejandro, you have a son. And Alejandro's like, yeah, I heard about it 10 days ago. And El Padre Anselmo is like, you're being, he's basically like, you're being a little bitch and you need to get over yourself and go reconcile. You're going to regret this. But Alejandro literally cannot come to his senses or understand any of this. And meanwhile, while this is happening, remember how I mentioned that Angelica's father strongly opposes Angelica's marriage to Jose Luis and how he also has shady business dealings with Pedro Medina? Well... Him and Pedro have this big plan that they're going to get 
Alejandro and Jose Luis riled up so that they basically can kill each other. And that way, Angelica's father will be happy because his daughter is no longer married to him and him and Pedro Medina can have control of his lands. So things escalate. Angelica's father goes to Alejandro and puts it in his brain that Jose Luis is only using Angelica. And Alejandro has been gone for nine months, basically. And so he learns that Jose Luis is now a free man. His name has been cleared and that he's married to Angelica. And the dad brainwashes him and is like, he only married her because she's set to inherit a bunch of money and she's going to die soon. So this is all a business dealing for him. And then Alejandro fills in the blanks because, of course, he's going to take this out of proportion. And a little bit before this scene happened, he found out that Montserrat had actually filed for divorce and wanted him to divorce her so that she could have sole custody of her child. And Alejandro refuses to sign the papers because he's like, oh, she's up to something. Like, why would she want to divorce me? All she cares about is money. She's horrible. And when he hears the whole Jose Luis thing, he's like, oh, now this finally makes sense. This is all a plan between her and Jose Luis. They don't need my money anymore. So they had their master plan where Jose Luis was going to marry Angelica. And once she dies, he's going to inherit her millions of dollars. And him and Montserrat will be able to live their great love story with their child. So Alejandro is spiraling and he doesn't stop there. He goes to Angelica and tells her all of this and is like, this is what they're doing to you. And Angelica is friends with Montserrat. She literally had just talked to Montserrat, even offered to be the godmother to her child along with Jose Luis, and is like, I know you don't love him anymore. I know that, you know, you wouldn't lie to me and this whole thing. But the stuff that Alejandro tells her definitely leaves a mark on her. So she's worried. She goes to Montserrat and asks her again, are you in love with him? And Montserrat is like, I loved him and he still means so much to me. I have enormous amount of love and respect for him because he was my first love, but I'm not in love with him anymore. That that belongs to Alejandro. And so Angelica is convinced because Angelica does something that Alejandro doesn't do. And that is she listens this Alejandro, Alejandro just has been bugging me so much in these last few episodes. And honestly, we haven't even seen a lot of him. He just, he bugs me. I don't like him. And so Alejandro is convinced that Montserrat is just playing with him again. So he ends up going to Montserrat's house to basically call her out. And it's the first time they've been seeing each other since Montserrat left the hacienda, really. And she's no longer pregnant. A bunch of time has passed. Alejandro doesn't want to even meet his son. And they discuss things. And again, Montserrat basically tries to beg him to take her back. And she's like, believe in me, forgive me, we can work this out. But Alejandro ain't listening. So again, it's just all this horrible back and forth with Alejandro just being the absolute worst human being. And then things get more complicated because while this has been going on, Jose Luis is out of Aguasul, but Alejandro finds out that he's living in Aguasul and that he's just away on a marine thing, and so he intends to wait out on Jose Luis. 
While this is happening, Montserrat's mother sends Alejandro a text message through Montserrat's cell phone. And in it, she's like, I need to tell you something super important. You have to come. And so Montserrat hates this, has no part in this. But now Alejandro is set to come to her home. Meanwhile, Jose Luis is also set to return to Agua Azul because his operation ended or operative thing with the Marines ended and he's making his way back. But while he was away, he discovered that Montserrat and Alejandro are broken up and that Montserrat was kicked out of the hacienda by Alejandro. Because up until this point, there was a scene earlier on where Montserrat and Jose Luis met up back in their old spot and they talked and Jose Luis was like, why are you here? And Montserrat lied to him and was like, oh yeah, Alejandro found out about everything, but he forgave me. And the only reason I'm here is because he had to go for business and I'm here for my doctor because I have a complicated pregnancy. So now Jose Luis knows the truth and any respect he had for Alejandro goes out the door because he's like, how could he do this to his pregnant wife? He is a horrible scumbag and I wish I could kill him. And meanwhile, Alejandro also feels... I wish I could kill him towards Jose Luis. So y'all get where I'm getting at? Yeah, they're going to collide. So the same day that Alejandro is going to Montserrat's home, Jose Luis returns and the first thing he does is go to Montserrat's house. And he gets there just before Alejandro gets there. Montserrat is like, what are you doing here? Jose Luis is like, why did you lie to me? But before they can really talk, the doorbell rings again and Montserrat knows it's Alejandro. So she goes to the doorbell and she's like, oh my God, he's here, you need to leave. Jose Luis doesn't leave. Alejandro realizes he's there and he hides. And then eventually outside of Montserrat's home, Jose Luis and Alejandro finally see each other again. Jose Luis draws a gun. Alejandro is like, I don't need guns to take you down. Jose Luis agrees and they decide to settle things once and for all, 6 a.m. at the spot where Jose Luis and Montserrat used to meet up and the spot where Alejandro first saw Montserrat. And so it's settled. The next day at 6 a.m., they both make their way to the spot. It is a super dramatic scene because it's sunny, but then all of a sudden they use fake rain to make it rain. They fight each other, they hit each other, they're taking each other down. We don't know who's going to win. It looks like Jose Luis has the upper hand, but then Alejandro does. And then finally, they both stand up, grab their guns, and shoot at each other. Except Jose Luis misses, but Alejandro doesn't. So he shoots Jose Luis in the ribs. At this point, a crowd has gathered. The police is there. Montserrat is there. She runs towards Jose Luis and is like, you killed him, Alejandro. You killed him. I hate you. I hate you. And Alejandro is arrested for the murder of Jose Luis. Except Jose Luis is not dead. He survives. But Alejandro is put in prison for the murder of Jose Luis. And he's in prison alone. And this is where Rosario goes to see him. And this is where she's finally, finally able to confess to him that she is his mother, which of course, immediately Alejandro regrets all the different ways he mistreated her, kicking her out of his hacienda not once, but twice. All the stuff is just hitting Alejandro. And I gotta say, he deserves it. He totally deserves it. But 
that's not where it ends, friends, because I haven't mentioned it, but this entire time, everyone has been telling Alejandro, you have to get a DNA test to confirm that the child is yours, but we got to tell you, you're going to confirm it's yours, and then you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. And this whole time, it's like, DNA test this, DNA test that. Well, Montserrat finally decides to get a DNA test because her son is now old enough to get a DNA test. And sure enough, it is Alejandro's. So she goes to Alejandro, drops the DNA results that prove once and for all he is the father of her son. And then, like a boss-ass bitch, she's like, and now I want the divorce. And so Alejandro is just going to suffer and suffer, but I got to say, he deserves it. And that is where we're going to end today's episode. I told y'all, it's juicy. And there's a few little side plots that I didn't cover, but I'll definitely be covering in next week's episode since they're just going to become more and more important. But like I said, y'all, this was juicy. There was drama. There was toxicness. And I watched it all. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Please leave me a review if you haven't already. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel. I appreciate your support so, so, so much. Take care. And as always, I'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.